Good morning, folks. As mentioned in the daily financial news, we have our Monday expert, Mr. Greg Dickerson. How are you doing, sir? Doing great, Michael. Good to see you. Nice to see you as well. So one of the things that I saw or was thinking about over the weekend is builders. And the reason I started thinking about builders is, you know, we, we've been underbuilding for about a decade, right, since the last crash. But I actually started thinking about builders and realizing that most builders run very odd cash flow statements, right? They get chunks of money at different increments. And when I go back and I think about what's been going on in their world, I'm just wondering if we might have a whole bunch of bankruptcies in kind of the small and medium-sized builders. It won't be the publicly traded because they can always go to the markets and you know raise funds and all of that. But you know the private companies, because they've been dealt a pretty odd hand, right? They probably sold pre-sold lots at one price, then they have all these commodities and input costs going up and then labor's going up. And, you know, if they can't pass on that increase to the original buyer, they might be losing money per house. So, I, you know, as somebody who's done that, I just thought I'd talk to you. And is, is that possible? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a very difficult business and it's, it's hard, you know, to make profit. And there's so many variables between your insurance, your overhead, um, you know, the, the, construction cycle time frame on the projects things like that and you know I talked to I talked to a builder the other day that's you know I don't know he's doing 20 30 houses a year and he's breaking even you know so that's um, you know where builders can protect themselves is you put escalation clauses in your contract that you know right now all bets are off the table prices go up you just add that to the cost but at the end of the day if the homeowner doesn't have the money or you know, your client doesn't have the money they don't pay you you know what do you do and that that's what happens but what what got builders in trouble the first time, 08, 09, was their land positions. They were buying land, they were building on spec because everything was just booming. Mm -hmm. So they learned from that and they, you know, they didn't take land positions after that. So what can what can catch them off guard this time and why are they so guarded right now? Because, you know, again, we're at a peak, right? With prices being like they are, with you know, um, the material and labor going through the roof like it is and, and just being so unstable. You know, builders are worried that, you know, all of a sudden during mid cycle, if they're building a house for somebody, they just walk away. If you walk away, all you're going to lose is your deposit. Mm -hmm. So you're not on the hook for anything in terms of, you know, a production house, you know, build a, a built spec sure. house that somebody's building. So builders are really worried about that. And if they're building for a custom client and, and the builders, a lot of builders borrow the money for their client mm -hmm. uh, until the end. And then the client takes it out with a permanent loan. Well, what happened in 0809, the banks pulled back. So builders have that to worry about. So what if interest rate change? What if something happens? What if the banks really aren't as healthy as they say they are, um, which a lot of them aren't. I mean, there's always banks failing in every environment. You know, that rug can get pulled out from underneath them and underneath their borrowers. So, you know, builders are very cautious. And, you know, you've got a couple of different business models. You have a four, fee, four fee builders who are saying, Michael, I'll build you a house for 500 grand. You know, right now the builder has no clue what the house is really going to cost between now and the time it ends yeah. or how long it's going to take. And they can't guarantee any of that. Yeah, that's what yeah. I wanted to ask you because again, most people, again, I have an accounting and economics and MBA. So right, financial statements are, are something I'm very comfortable with. Most yeah. people out there know about net worth, which I'll call the balance sheet. Right. Most people live in their income statement, but most people don't realize the most important financial statement is actually the cash flow statement. Your mm -hmm. net worth and your income statements could be fine, but if you have a cash flow issue, Mm -hmm. uh, cash flow statement will signal bankruptcy first. And I was just wondering how, how the chunks of money come in, because I'm guessing there's a lot of outlay up front for builders and really they don't, 
make their chunk until the very end. I mean, it could be six months kind of from point A to point B. It's, it's, it's months, right? Yeah. Well, it's not really like that. So generally you get a, you get a deposit up front. So builders, you know, unless you're building on spec, so builders will get a working capital deposit up front, 10, 15, 20%, depending on okay. the project, depending on the All customer. Right. And then you draw as you progress. So okay. you get that, that's your deposit. So what's deferred basically is your profit at the back right. end, Okay. but you get costs along the way. And then, you know, if it's a custom builder, they might be billing, you know, um, progress billings as they go along. Kind of um, like monthly you know, kind of thing? Percentage of completion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Monthly. It could be depending on the project, could be weekly, could be monthly, could okay. be, you know, very minimum monthly. Or I mean, you know, that, that, that's the minimum is, is monthly. And some people okay. will do it weekly, depends on how big the project is, what it is. Okay. Some small projects might be, you know, beginning and end, you know, that type mm -hmm. of thing. So okay. it's done a number of different ways. Now the production builders are different. Okay. So they're building, uh, a lot of those guys are borrowing the money and they're building the house themselves. Yep. So that's where you can get to that cash flow game. That if you have sales that are stalled for some reason at the back end, you don't get that chunk in to keep going. Right. You know, that's where things can really fluctuate and, and catch you off guard. But, um, you know, it's cash flow is a tricky game, and a lot of builders don't watch their cash flow forecasts. And you know, it's a very lumpy, is what I'm. What it I'm is, and then you run lumpy. the risk of people not paying. You know, when yeah. you you know, so if it's a bank loan, you're pretty much you know guaranteed the money's going to come in from the bank um, on a regular basis. But if you're working for somebody who's paying cash or whatever, you know, that's your risk there is that they don't pay. Yeah. Again, so I'm wondering when you think about this, and it's always hard to tell. Do, do you think there are some builders out there? It'll probably be the small to medium-sized one, non-publicly traded, that because because input costs have gone up and labor shortages and delays and all of that. Do you think there's some cash flow stress in the system, or am I just kind of overthinking? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sure there is, but I think the bigger builders are probably more at risk than you think. Oh, really? Okay. Um, you know, just because, yeah, yeah, just because they can issue stock and they can issue bonds and things like that, that's not free and it's, no, it's not, not cheap. Free. You that's know, true. yeah, I mean, it's cheaper than it has been in a long time. But yeah, the bigger builders, man, they're just, they're just rolling cash flow. Those guys aren't making money. They're huge, huge operations with big, big salaries and jets really? and this and that. And, you know, they're the big <laughs> yeah. corporate, yeah. you know, bureau, corporate bureaucratic overhead, right? <laughs> exactly. So, you know, they're making all their money on financing, insurance, you know, title companies, all the ancillary stuff. Sure. They're not making any money on the houses they're building for the most part. It's all, you know, it's all coming through on the back end. So interesting. Yeah, those are the guys that are, you know, when you start looking at their cash flow statements and you can see those, you know, if you're interested, yeah, you can go traded, look at, yeah. yeah, you can look at the public companies and kind of look at what they're doing. And, you know, the way they declare profit is very interesting because, you know, you can roll inventory, right? So you can make that, you can make that balance sheet and that income statement look however you want to make it look. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's one of the, that's the big thing as an accountant, right? You have a, uh, you have discretion on how a lot of things could be recognized on the on the balance sheet and income statement. The cash flow mm -hmm. statement, you can't muck with that. It's cash. Just, just can't mess with that. So that's interesting about the big builders, because you're right. Uh, I mean, we I mean, input costs, I mean, you you talk to builders all the time. Like if you started a project in June or May of last, or let's say June 1st of last year, and you're looking today, your commodities or whatever, I mean, the cost of that house is. 20% higher, 25% mm -hmm. higher, probably. Yeah. And the good news is most builders, you know, earn a percentage above the cost that they're building for. So cost plus 10, cost plus 20, however they're doing it. Mm -hmm. So generally they can pass that overage along and the more the house costs, the more money you're going to make. The problem is, is that it's taken longer. So you, yeah. so you have more overhead to produce. So it's kind of a negligible thing, but mm. from the standpoint of where we are in the cycle, 
um, it's, you know, this is the best time ever for builders because everybody knows yeah. and that, that clause is in your contract now that, Hey, I can't control costs. I can't control timeframes. So from that standpoint, yeah. all you got to do is track your billing. And that's where builders really get in trouble is they don't track their costs accurately enough mm. and they miss things. And, you know, that that's where problems come into play is just not accurately tracking the costs and accounting yeah. for all your costs. So escalation clauses certainly are in all the new contracts. But mm-hmm. I got to imagine a year ago, probably weren't in most contracts, I would think. Right. Yeah, it wasn't. And people had penalty clauses that were doing projects. So, uh, yeah, it, it, you know, it was a real problem until this year. And even now, you know, a lot of people are afraid to, you know, ask for things. And they're afraid to, to do that and just say, hey, I can't guarantee prices. They just, you know, they just, okay, I'll make it, I'll, whatever it takes. You know, they just want to make you happy. And they're like, hey, mm-hmm. I got it. Don't worry about it. We'll settle up later. And then that's the ones where they get themselves in trouble is, you know, trying to settle up later. And you all of a sudden the homeowner who thought the house was going to be 500, now it's 550. And they're like, Hey, I'm not paying for that. You didn't tell me anything. Yeah. So that's not, the other I'm, one. Is, or even worse, I'm not qualified for 550. I, I right. want to buy, but I can't buy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, if that's the case, generally you're going to have a line of buyers behind this one. So that's where builders have a real advantage if they're building a production Today, house. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But if it's a custom home, that's different. If it's, if you're building for somebody and they say, I ain't paying you at the end, you didn't tell me what it was going to cost. I mean, then it's a battle. Yeah. Know? Yeah. I just think there is anytime everybody thinks something is good. I'm always looking for where they might be wrong. And I do think right now there's a general theme that builders are crushing it. Builders can jack up prices, escalation clauses, but I think there's some, um, mm-hmm. some sense. Trades, trades is who's making the money right now. Yeah. The material suppliers and the trades. That's yeah. where the money is. It's not the builder. It's the developer selling you the dirt, you know, yeah. to the to the builder or to the homeowner, and then it's the trades contractors. That's who's that's who's making money right now because they can call their own shots. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, who folks, else are you gonna get? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, folks, do do yourself a favor if you haven't read Rich Dad Poor Dad in a while, uh, go ahead and do that again. I need to read it again because I need to think about being Rich Dad, not Robert and Kim. Uh, Greg has taught me that. Something else, folks, check out below. Greg Dickerson has his own playlist on this channel with hundreds of hours of material. Uh, and Greg, how can people find you and be part of your world? Yep, gregdickerson.com. So that's where you know my YouTube channel, podcast, all that information is and lives. So uh, uh, go check it out. Thanks, buddy. Have a wonderful week. And again, thank you for your service. Yeah, you too. Happy Memorial Day. <laughs>